For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Thursday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're a sports ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe O'Rico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. If you haven't checked it out already, EthosFantasyBB is where we post all of our new podcasts, articles, different news and notes from our writers on staff, and every bit of content on the baseball side. So make sure you're following us over there. If you're not somebody who uses Twitter, please go to sportsethos.com and you'll find those links to those articles and podcasts across all four major sports. We're launching a ton of football stuff right now if you haven't checked it out. Fantasy football, we got a ton of content, a couple of new podcasts launching. Our draft guide is out now. It's really a lot of work that these guys put into it, so make sure you're checking it out uh, at sportsethos.com under the NFL tab. There's just so much going on at Sports Ethos right now. It's really an exciting time, and we're still hiring people if you are interested in coming aboard, not just on the baseball side, but across any of the major sports. If you're looking to cover a specific team, we're really looking for DFS contributors right now as well. So any of those things sound appealing to you, reach out to me at the Joe Rico 99 account, and we'll get a conversation going to see if there's something that maybe you guys could do for us or something we could do for you as well. Now, we're going to be talking about a few different points today. We're going we're gonna to go over the Domingo Herman perfect game. We are going to talk about a couple of pitchers that I really like as well. We're going to focus more so on pitching today, but we're also going to go over the results of a poll at the end. I literally just put up a poll right now on Twitter, and we're going to talk about that one at the end of the show. But let's start off with Domingo Herman. My goodness. Who could have thunk that after these last couple of stinkers he put up against Seattle and Boston, true stinkers, that he's going to throw the first perfect game in the major leagues in 11 years. Oh, it's I was hoping for the worst for Domingo Herman last night. I got to be honest. And I know Yankee fans, you probably shut it off right there because Yankee fans will go to the ends of the earth for their team, which I guess a lot of people will. But Domingo Herman is not a good dude. If you look into his past, I'm not going to get into a ton of it here. There's violence that he's committed in the past and just some shitty things uh, that he has done that make him not the most uh, cheerable guy. You know, usually you see a guy closing out on a perfect game. You're kind of hoping he gets it because you never see them. It's so rare. The last one happened 11 years ago. And, I mean, it's not usually that long between perfect games, but it just shows you how rare it is. 24 of them have happened in the history of baseball. Usually you're cheering for that for that player, for that team, whatever. I was hoping that something would happen, and I tweeted out jokingly kind of that I wish Estuary Ruiz had laid down a bunt there uh, in the bottom of the ninth because odds are they wouldn't have caught him uh, getting the first base if he had laid one down. No. Domingo Herman, it's just a, he's a really hard guy to cheer for. He's not a great pitcher to begin with. He had a great night against a team that is actively trying to lose games. And I guess you give credit where it's due to some degree. He had a really great game. And, you know, pat him on the back for that, I suppose. But that's pretty much where it ends for me with Domingo Herman. I am not a fan. 
Don't like the dude as an individual. <clears throat> Don't like him as a pitcher. He's not a very good pitcher, even with the no hit, even with the perfect game. Uh, his ERA for the year still sits at 4.54. He's still generally pretty unimpressive uh, year after year. He's kind of just, I don't know, all right. If you want to roster Domingo Herman, I would advise against it. I don't think there's a lot of upside there. I don't know that the Yankees are going to be necessarily as good as people think they are going to be down the stretch. Of course, a lot of that hinges on Aaron Judge coming back or not. But I just don't see a lot in his profile, which is fairly limited strikeouts, uh, you know, fairly shoddy career with a 440 ERA, and the indicators are not much better than that. People are going to be picking him up, and he went up from 35 to 38% rostered on Yahoo today. But I just, you know, it's almost 2,500 people added him because, you know, you're going to read into a perfect game. I can't really fault people for that. But at the same time, don't be rushing to make a move for Domingo Herman here. There's really... Very limited fantasy upside I see for him, and I just wouldn't want to be bothering with him at this point at all. I just I just don't think there's really much upside, and I just can't be bothered to add him outside of the deepest of leagues. Have to be a really, really deep league at this point. Let's talk about a couple of pitchers. Let's get started off here, first of all, with somebody that I love and I think is really gets screwed in the media quite a bit. It's Kevin Gosman. And there's not something that you can really do for fantasy purposes. This isn't necessarily a fantasy point, but Major League Baseball on their Twitter account and probably on their different social media accounts released their top 10 starting pitcher power rankings as of right now. And they left Kevin Gosman off of the list. I can't even fathom who put this together and how ridiculous you have to be to leave an arm with that kind of talent off of the list. I tweeted it out earlier, just going through some of the rankings. He's first in Fangraph's war for all qualified pitchers, three and a half. He's first in FIP. He's first in XFIP. He's second in Sierra. He's the second best strikeout minus walk rate. He just gets disrespected consistently. He wasn't even an all-star last year. And last year he was almost, almost as good as this. I think he's actually kicked it up a gear this season. But he was dominant last season, did not make the all-star game, and it just he continues to be disrespected. Let me go through the top ten here according to Major League Baseball, according to whoever put this together. McClanahan, one. Frember Valdez, two. Zach Gallon, three. Garrett Cole at four. Evaldi, five. Otani at six. Kershaw, seven. Strider at eight. Yuri Perez at nine. And Bryce Elder at number 10. There's a lot of issues with this list. Nathan Evaldi is not the fifth best pitcher in baseball. I just don't understand why. I mean, he's having a very good season, but he's very clearly not the fifth best pitcher in baseball. He's very clearly not better than Otani, Kershaw, or Strider, the three guys right behind him. You get to Yuri Perez, who, granted, has looked really, really excellent. He's been fantastic through his first, whatever it's been, seven, eight, star, maybe even nine starts at this point. But we're talking about 47 innings, and we're calling him the ninth best pitcher in the bigs? Uh, like, come on, like, what are we doing here? Bryce Elder is another one. He's having a really good season. He's a really good story. He's not a top 10 major league pitcher. I'm sorry. If you think that, you're wrong. He's just not that good. He's having a very good season. Strong numbers, a lot of it because of the ground ball rate, I think. Very high ground ball rate, leading to a lot of success, pitching for a good team. He's not a better pitcher than Kevin Gosman. I don't think anybody in baseball right now is a better pitcher than Kevin Gosman. He would literally be number one, and he is number one in my rest of season rankings. I had him as a top 10 pitcher coming into the year. He is impressed thoroughly. He's the only pitcher who has their FIP, XFIP, and Sierra all below three. He's the only pitcher in Major League Baseball qualified arms who has that distinction. I don't understand the disrespect for Major League Baseball from the I – don't, I don't know. If he's not an all-star this year, there's going to be some serious conversations about why we even bother paying attention to the all-star game at all. But let's move on 
Let's talk about another guy who I think is really, really excellent. We mentioned him yesterday a little bit on the show uh, that we did with David Mendelson. If you guys missed that one, check it out. We're talking about some second-half bounce-back potential candidates. Reed Detmers. Reed Detmers, in the month of June, had a 205 ERA. He had a 275 FIP, a 325 XFIP. To go along with a .91 whip, he's allowing less than one base runner per inning and a strikeout rate that's over 30%. He's pitching as well as we've ever seen him pitch, and he's only rostered in 60% of Yahoo League. So Reed Detmers is somebody, if you're still able to, go and pick him up. He's jumped 20% over the last week. He was at 40. He's now at 60. Starting of you know beginning of the year, he was very highly rostered, somebody who was drafted pretty much everywhere. And you know he really did not have a great start to the season, so people started to drop him. But in the month of June, it's, you know, especially excluding that first start on June 1st against Houston, he's just been lights out against teams that are very good as well. Dominated the uh, excuse me the Tigers. He dominated the Rangers. He dominated the Dodgers, the White Sox, the Cubs. He's looked really excellent now for a month, and I don't think he should be sitting on any waiver wires, regardless of your league size. So go and take a look at Reed Detmers if he's available. He's somebody that I would definitely consider uh, picking up at this point. I also want to talk about another guy, a couple more guys, actually, who I'm really interested in. If you're still looking at Yahoo waiver wires, trying to find some arms, Lord knows most people are trying to find some arms. And Braxton Garrett is somebody who is still available in 30% of leagues. He's turned from a good story to a good pitcher into one of the best pitchers in baseball. And I don't think that's hyperbole. If you look at his ranks for the season, he has the fourth best Sierra at 3.12, 12th best FIP at 3.27. He is second in XFIP at 2.85. He has the second best XFIP in all of baseball to Kevin Gosman, just a 0.3 behind, 0.03 behind Kevin Gosman. He's also got a 27.7% strikeout rate, which is 10th, and he has a top five walk percentage. Less than 5% of batters get a free pass from Braxton Garrett. Some people might think, oh, it's unsustainable. He's had a really good stretch. If you look at the BABIP and left on base numbers, which is not perfect, it doesn't give you everything, but it generally will tell you. Has a guy been lucky? Has a guy been unlucky? You know, you see Andrew Abbott has stranded 100% of his base runners, batting average on balls and play is less than 200. Yes, he's been very lucky. Braxton Garrett is allowing a 316 batting average on balls and play, which is right in line with pretty much league average. And if anything, maybe a little bit high. He might be able to, you know, shave a couple points off of that as the year goes on. And he's also stranding 76.5% of base runners. Maybe a touch on the high side, but at that point, it's pretty in line with what you're hoping for. You're not seeing it above 80 or below 60. You're seeing it right in that range of sustainability. <clears throat> so you can look at that and say, Braxton Garrett is actually deserving of the results he's been getting. It's not like he's you know pitching out of his mind. He is pitching out of his mind, but it's not like it's something that he is not really in him or it's a lucky stretch or whatever you want to classify. It's not that. To go even a step farther, you know, Braxton Garrett, he's had one really bad start this season. It was against the Atlanta Braves on May 3rd where he allowed 11 earned runs. His ERA would be 244 if you were to remove that start. And I know you can't really do that, but one bad start, I think you can spot him because it's literally the only bad one of the entire season. His ERA is at 353. It would literally come down more than a whole run if you were to remove that one start, which was just a horrible outing against a really excellent team. So I will be able to, you know, in my mind, give him that pass. He is one of the most exciting pitchers right now in baseball, and he should be rostered everywhere. 70%, you know, as some people are mentioning, oh, you know, Yahoo roster percentages, they aren't the most reliable, whatever. Uh, you can argue that they're not reliable or whatever, or there's dead leagues. Whatever it is, there's still 30% of leagues where he's on the waiver wire. There's no way to dispute that. So go ahead and see if Braxton Garrett is still available. Definitely somebody that I'd want to be picking up right now. Another guy who is worthy of picking up, I think, in all formats is Ranger Suarez. He has a 318 ERA. 
He has a 3.02 FIP, 3.50 XFIP, and a 3.80 Sierra. He is there's not many pitchers, you know, I don't have the list in front of me. I haven't broken that all down. Who are below four in all of those metrics. ERA, FIP, XFIP, Sierra. He's also raised his strikeout rate last year by almost 4% from 19.5 up to 23.8. Lowered his walk rate from 8.8% down to 7.1%. He's 52% rostered on Yahoo right now, which is a crime. He should be much higher, 39% if you're playing on ESPN. He gets the Nationals on Sunday. You know, Even if you're not somebody who buys in long-term, and you should be, I think that there's much reason to believe now looking back over the last several years the Ranger Suarez is actually a very, very good pitcher that we kind of underrate. Even if you're not willing to buy in in the long run, and again, I think you should, but if you're not, use him as a streamer on Sunday against the Nationals. He's probably about as good of a streamer as you're going to find in a good matchup there. He's been just lights out. Over the last month, 40 innings pitched, 37 strikeouts, which for him is actually really good. A 135 ERA and a .98 whip. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. He's excellent. He's been excellent for a couple of years now. I know that last year wasn't maybe as good as people were expecting after 2021, but it's about as good as you could have hoped for. I mean, 2021, he kind of burst onto the scene there. Uh, he was closing for a while, and then he was starting, and he had a 136 ERA, and he looked amazing. Last year, he pitched to a 365 ERA. This year, it's 318. He's got a career 313 ERA with a 373 XFIP. It's not like he is you know, way overperforming what he should be doing. We're at a point now where he has started more than 50 games. He's pitched almost 400 innings. You generally know what a guy is at that point. And not always. Sometimes there are changes for the better or for the worse. But Ranger Suarez, I think, is who we think he is, which is a very, very solid pitcher who should not be available in half of the fantasy leagues out there. I just think at that point you know, there's, there's too much value being left on the table, and I don't really understand why in a year where there's not a lot of pitching available on waiver wires. Are there some guys available? Yes, for the most part, there's been a lot of injuries with pitchers and a lot of pitcher disappointments. I, I just don't understand why he would be sitting on so many waiver wires uh, at this point. Let's talk about Pablo Lopez. He is, at this point, my favorite buy low across all of fantasy. Pablo Lopez, we talked about him a little bit yesterday as well, but I wanted to dig a bit deeper. So he has a 441 ERA. That looks Really not great, but if you dig into the numbers, a 311 XERA, the FIP is 329, the XFIP is 344, Sierra 332, those are all really, really good numbers. To be below your expected, or to be below your ERA with all your expected stats like that is really impressive. Uh, somebody who's beating that across the board, you have to look at that and say he's been unlucky. You also have to look at the fact that he has a 30-plus percent strikeout rate. Among pitchers who are qualified across Major League Baseball, there are five of them who have a 30% strikeout rate that are qualified starting pitchers. Spencer Strider, Shohei Otani, Kevin Gosman, and Blake Snell, and then Pablo Lopez. It's a very, very short list of guys who are very useful for fantasy purposes. Blake Snell, you want to argue how useful he is? He can kind of go back and forth. Sometimes he's great, sometimes he's not. He's pretty damn good, and anybody with a 30% K rate, you can get by, even regardless of what else is going on. Usually that's going to be enough to sustain your value. The point of me bringing this up is I think that he is, I think, the best buy low you could find right now. You, you take somebody who mostly looks at those ERA numbers, and you will be able to find somebody like that in your league because that's you know fairly common if you see people um, you know, who don't play as much fantasy. Maybe they don't take it as seriously. Uh, even if they do, some people really take ERA seriously, and that 441 ERA should be able to net you a pretty decent return uh, or should be able to you know, 
lower down your cost, I should say, excuse me for misspeaking there, uh, in terms of trying to acquire him. So I, I think Pablo Lopez is probably somebody that is a top 20 rest of season pitcher. If you can get him for, I don't know, really you have to send in those offers because they're so individualized by league. You can let me know like on Twitter, send them in to me, whatever. Um, but I think if you can get him, you should be trying to get him. I think that there's potential for him to even be like a top 15 starting pitcher rest of the season based on the metrics. Those strikeout rates do not grow on trees. You can't find them anywhere, and you might be able to get him for a lot cheaper than you should because of that inflated ERA. I don't think you should be able to get him at all. I don't think you should be trading him if you have him. But there will be people who are frustrated with that ERA and the recent kind of poor stretch from him. So let's see if you can get him on the low. I'm going to throw out a couple of trade offers today in a couple of my leagues uh, for Pablo Lopez. But he's definitely somebody to be taking a look at uh, if you haven't already. And we mentioned him yesterday. We talked about him a little bit yesterday as well. But he's just so good. Uh, and he's really not getting the love that he deserves to so far this season. So those guys right there, Reed Detmers, Braxton Garrett, Ranger Suarez, I think that all of them you should give a, a good long look to. And then Pablo Lopez, see what the market is, see what the trade market is for him. Now, I want to take a look at this poll before I let you guys go. It hasn't been the longest amount of time, so things will probably shift a little bit because that's tends to be how it works. Sometimes someone comments or someone retweets it and it just reaches a different audience. Uh, but at this point, so the poll I put out, and I realized I didn't even say it off the top, I wanted to say pick one player to roster for the rest of their fantasy baseball careers, and I gave the options. Corbin Carroll, Ellie De La Cruz, Julio Rodriguez, or Bobby Witt Jr. 3% of people said Bobby Witt Jr., 17% said Julio Rodriguez, 28% said Ellie De La Cruz, and 52% said Corbin Carroll. Understandable at this point, I would have thought more people would be leaning into the recency bias of Ellie. I also thought more people would kind of also fall back into the Julio Rodriguez, you know, I don't even know how to describe it, uh, Julio Rodriguez situation, I guess, because he's actually been pretty damn good this season. He's borderline top 50 fantasy player after last year being a first-round player. If you look at Yahoo, he's ranked 63rd on the season, 13 homers, 18 steals. You know, he's on pace for like 25 and 30-something, batting average lower than last year, but counting stats, you know, on pace to be higher. I would have thought people would have, you know, looked into that as a second-year guy and thought, okay, it's more sustainable. There's less to predict forward. You know, you kind of know generally what he's going to be giving you. And the same thing with Bobby Wood Jr. I would have thought it'd be a lot higher than 3%. He's a top 70 player so far this year. 12 homers, 23 steals. He's on pace for like 25 and 40. Uh, again, kind of same batting average he gave you last year on pace for about the same amount of counting stats. But people have kind of soured, I guess, because they thought that there would be, I don't know, more growth. Or maybe they just like the shiny new toy that is Corbin Carroll and Ellie De La Cruz. But in any event, 52% for Carroll, 28 for Ellie, 17 for Rodriguez, and 3% for Bobby Witt right now. Definitely interesting to keep a track on this one. We'll probably talk about it a little bit again tomorrow, maybe. But eh, we have a guest, a couple of guests coming on tomorrow, actually. So maybe not. And I'll plug that before I let you guys go here. Mike Carter, our good friend who's been here many times, and Greg Jewett, another very good friend, is, are both going to be here tomorrow to talk about some reliever situations, about some closer situations. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a big outline. We're going to talk about the Cubs, the Nationals, the Rockies, the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks, Cardinals, White Sox, Tigers, Yankees, and Royals. We're just going to go through their closer situations, see how stable they are, see who we'd prefer to roster rest of season between, you know, if there's... And I picked guys where there's purposely, like, 
not necessarily even a committee, but more question marks around who's going to be the closer. We're not going to talk about if Romano's going to close or if Diaz is going to close or Clause or Hater. We're going to go through those ones where there's a little bit more gray area. So hope you guys are here for that one. Greg Jewett, he writes for The Athletic. He also has Reliever Recon. And Mike, uh, that's a Patreon, by the way. If you haven't checked out Reliever Recon, you definitely should. And Mike Carter, who's a senior writer for Fantrax, he does the ballpen reports over there. And he is one of the more knowledgeable guys on closers and ballpens in general as well. So we're going to be talking with both of those gentlemen tomorrow. Going to be mid-afternoon at some point, so earlier than uh, you're going to get the show today. But I hope you guys download and subscribe the podcast so that you get that one right in your feed when it comes out. Until then, guys, you can reach me on Twitter at JoeRico99, also at EthosFantasyBB. And, of course, if you guys have not already done so, check out SportsEthos.com, the website for all of our newest work from all of our great team. But, guys, until tomorrow, like I said, we'll be here with Mike Carter and Greg Jewett. But until then, take care, have a great night, and cheers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.